Welcome to the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast, powered by Jetro. Each week, we bring extremely valuable accounting and tax tips specific to small business owners. You will be on your way to growing your business and putting more money in your pockets. Here's your host. Hello and welcome back to another episode. Today's topic is, what do you need to know about sales tax? And today we have a special guest on. We have Danny Wright on from Peisner Johnson. And they're a firm that we work with closely for all sales tax related items for our clients. So before we get into that, this episode is brought to you by Jetro, a digital accounting firm servicing business owners around the country, helping them release stress around financials and save thousands in taxes. I'm your host and founder of Jetro, Mike Jezoshek. So as I mentioned, today we're going to be talking about what you need to know about sales tax and we have a special guest, Danny, right on. So Danny, welcome to that podcast episode. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah. So, you know, kind of as I mentioned, you're with Peisner Johnson. And, uh, you know, when it comes to sales tax, being a, being a firm our size, 10 employees, it's, it's really hard for us to be an expert at sales tax in every location because we work with clients across the country. And so that's why we've really kind of looked out to find a strategic partner that can help in this sales tax piece. And that's where we've gotten introduced and been working together. So give just give us a quick little background, kind of what you guys do, what you've been up to and, and where your background in history is. Yeah, we've, uh, similar to, to Jetro, you know, we're a, a smaller firm. We usually stay around 20 employees or so, uh, but we've been in this space almost 30 years now. And, and our focus has been almost exclusively on state and local taxes. So sales and use tax and, uh, you know, because we've stayed focused and specialized here, we have a lot of these great relationships like ours with you, Mike, where um, CPAs can, uh, of course, refer clients to us. And, and, you know, generally speaking, we, we, in all of North America, the U.S. and Canada, we're able to uh, answer uh, sales and use tax questions. We offer, you know, free initial consulting, which is, of course, what we do with uh, all your clients um, that that need help, and then you know anything related to sales tax compliance, uh, you know any any service really that you can imagine um, related to it, we offer. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And like I said, you know, every state has a different way that they do sales tax. Every locality within a state potentially has a different way to do it. So there's a lot of information there, and, that, and that's really what I appreciate about you guys is that this is your only specialty. This is exactly what you work on and you're experts in that area. Um, so just kind of digging into a little bit to help con- the listeners understand, you know, a lot of clients say, do I need to, do I need even need to file sales tax? When do I need to file sales tax? And so to start that out, most people, when they're talking about sales tax, they're talking about this thing called Nexus. So can you help us explain a little bit, what is Nexus and how does a client know where they might have Nexus? Yeah, Nexus uh, defined as simply as possible as a minimum connection that your business has to the state that allows that state to impose their sales tax laws on you. So historically, Nexus, right, was uh, determined based on physical presence in that state. You know, you partners in your business, employees, contractors, uh, inventory. Right, that's being stored in a, a specific state would establish nexus. Um, there's an added layer now with the Wayfair case that many have heard about. Uh, it's been uh, two and a half years now uh, since that um, went through the Supreme Court. 
And now most states have an economic nexus law as well. And that uh, mostly or, or even strictly applies to a state where a business does not have a physical presence. So physical presence didn't go away. And, you know, physical nexus didn't go away. Um, but now as a remote seller at a company that has absolutely no presence in a state, you can now step establish nexus simply through your your sales into that state. Um, so just in, in short, uh, many of the states have both a dollar threshold and a transaction threshold, and and many of them are an either or, right? So if you hit two over two hundred transactions, that's a common threshold we see. You would have nexus, or if you hit over a hundred thousand dollars in sales during, and that's typically measured during a calendar year. Okay, so basically having employees, having uh, inventory, having an actual office or something like that, that creates nexus in a state. So Correct. I have employees in Wisconsin and Florida. I would technically have nexus in Wisconsin and Florida in that situation. Exactly. But then there comes a point where with the Wayfair Act that even if you do not have physical nexus, so no employees, no warehouse, no inventory, no anything, but you have a lot of large portion of your sales going to a specific state that could also potentially bring up nexus there. Exactly. Yeah. Like if you're, you know, selling widgets, right. On online, a lot of these e-commerce companies uh, run into those thresholds very quickly because, you know, you're talking, like I mentioned, the threshold in many States is only 200 transactions. Yeah. That's crazy. Even to think about it and imagine you having a, a widget that costs a dollar, uh, but you sell two hundred dollars worth, and and it creates nexus. But um, okay, so when we're talking about, so we we understand a little bit about nexus. When we have to, you know, basically, if you have nexus in a state, that means you're liable to uh, file sales tax returns within that state. Correct. Correct. Yeah, you, the state law um, requires you at that point to get registered for a sales tax permit and then begin collecting tax from your customers in that state. Okay. So let's say I'm an accounting firm. I understand that I have Nexus. Now, how do I know if my products or services are taxable? So is there a certain idea of like, when is a service or when is a specific product actually taxable and subject to sales tax? Because not right, not every product or not every service is necessarily subject to sales tax. Exactly. And that's uh, the second question you should be asking yourself, right? Start with Nexus. It's a great place to start. Um, but additionally, you need to ask whether or not your products or services are are taxable. Uh, many service, most services, in fact, in most states are not taxable. Um, um, but it, it's something where, you know, you want to have a discussion with an expert. Um, and again, that's exactly something we do where we like to have that discussion and, and at least at a high level and, and help somebody uh, know, you know, offhand or right off the bat, whether or not they're, they should be concerned about, you know, taxability on their products or services. Okay. And is there potentially an area where let's say you have a, a service that you're offering where it might be subject to sales tax in one state, but not subject to sales tax in another state? Absolutely. A simple example would be uh, clothing, you know, just say like t-shirts. There are a number of states where uh, those t-shirts would not be taxable. So if you consider, right, those first two questions we're, we're talking about here of nexus and taxability, you could have nexus in a state, but if everything that you're selling into that state is exempt from sales tax, 
right? There's, there's that question of, of whether or not you really need to get registered in that state and deal with the compliance because you would ultimately be filing $0 in tax every single time that you file a return. Mm -hmm. Got it. Makes sense. Now, does the way that we sell our products or services, so let's say you're doing, you have widgets you're selling online or on Amazon, or you have a situation where you're selling directly to the consumer, which would be online or Amazon, or if you're selling to retailers or, or wholesale products, does that factor into how sales tax is assessed to to my business? It absolutely does. It's it's another key question um, that we suggest companies ask themselves when they go through this sales tax compliance process. Um, if you're selling on uh, online or even you know in a, a storefront and and selling directly to a consumer, right? That's where you would want to collect the sales tax, right? If, if you have Nexus and your products are taxable, uh, that changes, um, if you are selling to or through say Amazon or Walmart, these are what are called marketplace facilitators. And many people have heard that term at this point, though most states at this point have now passed laws that require a marketplace facilitator like Amazon to collect the tax themselves. So, and then you have wholesale transactions as you, you brought up. Those ultimately can be exempt from uh, sales tax if you as a business collect a, a resale certificate from your customer, right? Cause you're, you, if you have a retail store, right? That's buying product from you at a wholesale price, they're your customer, right? Even if you're drop shipping to their customer, you know, they maybe they're selling online, they get an order in the state of Florida, and then they place that order with your business and you drop ship it to their customer in Florida. That retailer or reseller, right, is still your customer. You would need to either charge them sales tax if you have Nexus in the state where you're shipping it to. So in this example, it'd be Florida. Mm -hmm. Or you need to make sure that they provide you a valid resale certificate for that specific state. Got it. So, and that, and that makes sense. And so I think that, that, you know, a lot of times when we're talking about a business that is juggling with this idea of sales tax, you know, it comes down to, am I even liable for it? Do I, do I need to collect it? Do I not need to collect it? And so is there situations, and this is just more of a side, side question, but is there situations where, um, you're doing so low amount of sales that maybe sales tax would not be required. So could you be selling, let's say you're selling, um, you're just getting into a product, you're starting your first year, you have $300 worth of sales. Is there a situation where you have to meet a certain dollar threshold to even have the, the need to file a sales tax return? Good question. Uh, that taps into another question that, you know, pretty much always comes up for a, a smaller business, you know, somebody's just starting out and that is, you know, how material or significant are your sales, right? And how significant are your, th the actual sales tax liability that you have? Um, the a threshold, you know, if you talk about that, thresholds really only apply again in a state where you do not have a physical presence. Okay. So again, let, let's talk about your business, right? Mike, let, let's say you're selling, you're going to start selling cell phone accessories, right? You have Nexus in Wisconsin. Okay. 
if you only do, you know, $100 worth of sales into Wisconsin this year, do you technically owe sales tax on those or are you liable to collect the sales tax and report it to the state of Wisconsin? The short answer is yes, because you have nexus there. However, if you look at it and say, okay, how material is, you know, my actual sales tax liability? It's very low. And there are many companies that'll say, you know, we're going to wait until our sales volume is material enough to worry about getting registered in all these different states for a sales tax permit. That's perfectly fine from a business standpoint, right? That's certainly a decision you can make. Um, it's, it's important to stress like what's correct and what's correct, right? According to the laws that you get registered and you do collect sales tax versus, you know, what's really practical for your business. Something we oftentimes discuss is, you know, find that point where the compliance itself and like doing it correctly according to the law intersects with practicality right really what's practical for your business um, and many businesses again if you're starting out as kind of an experiment in let's say e-commerce uh, many businesses will decide to focus on marketing and you know sourcing products and doing those things that'll actually make it a successful launch and you know create growth for your company because um, we know sales tax isn't going to help <laughs> yes. it's not going to help you grow it's not going to help your bottom line uh, but certainly it's something that's super important to understand and pay attention to and you know that's that's why like this podcast we're doing right now is a wonderful resource to just help people get an understanding of it and then they can decide you know how to move forward how to take the next steps yeah, I love that. And so, you know, explain a little bit about the process that someone takes when they're, you know, we introduce them to you or you're working with a new client. So you know, I'm assuming the first thing is kind of where do you have Nexus? What type of product or service do you have? Are you taxable? So what does that process look like from never collecting sales tax to having that conversation with you, understanding that we need to be to applying for state numbers and, and everything else? What is the typical timeline and, and route that a small business would take on that? Yeah, uh, typically, right, where that introduction's made, uh, we have an initial phone call that usually lasts 20, 30, you know, maybe up to 60 minutes if, you know, they have enough questions <laughs> and we're happy to spend that time and go through that. Uh, we, like you said, and what, like we've discussed here, we'll, we'll answer those questions as they relate specifically to each client, right? Where you have Nexus taxability of your products, how you're selling um, your products or services. And then if there's a determination that they do need to get compliant and stay compliant in a number of states, yeah, we can go through that process. We send a proposal and it's our pricing is very simple for our services. It's, it's just flat rate pricing. We don't do hourly work. So we'd say, okay, we can do this project for you, get you registered for sales tax permits, or a company may have uh, people in-house that can handle it and will help at least guide them to take those next steps. Submitting those registration applications to the states is you know, a quick process. Some of the states do take up to, I'd say, two, three, even four weeks to actually process an application right now. Um, it can take around 30 days to actually get fully set up in a state with your sales tax permit and have your online account set up with that state. And then from there, you know, the states will assign a filing frequency requirement. 
Um, so periodically, you will be required to file sales tax returns. You'll, of course, report your sales for that uh, specific period and then you know file that return and remit the tax that you collected. Uh, part of the setup process, in addition to obtaining the permit, is, of course, configuring the tax collection settings on any you know, invoicing solutions you're using. Um, if you're selling online, right, the, any platform or website that you're using, you need to configure that uh, to make sure you're, you know, collecting the appropriate tax. Got it. No, that's awesome. Now, I, I think that this is very helpful, especially to those business. We get a lot of business owners that just are unsure in this area. They, they don't understand sales tax. They just, they're like, we're just going to run our business and not even do sales tax. And it's like, that's the situation where you're just like, we just want you to, we just want, um, businesses to kind of understand where they have liability, where they have exposure to sales tax. And then like you kind of mentioned, they make the decision at that point on what they want to do with, but at least they know where that exposure or potential sales tax exposure is. So I definitely appreciate you coming on. I think that uh, as we have listeners listen to this episode, there's going to be additional questions that pop up. So I'd love to have you on a future episode as we can dig into a little bit more of some of those more intricate questions that um, you know we see from listeners come on, but um, as far as where people can reach out to you, how they can connect with you, um, you know, where can they go for that? Uh, our website's always a great uh, option. It's PeisnerJohnson.com. Peisner is P-E-I-S-N-E-R. Um, I'm sure you'll probably have it, you know, linked somewhere as well. But yeah, uh, visit us on PeisnerJohnson.com. We've just rebuilt our website. A lot of great resources there. In fact, I'd go to the resources tab specifically. Um, if you want to access, we have our own podcast as well. And, uh, and then, um, the initial consultation we offer, we actually call it a what's next call. Um, so you're able to go in there and schedule it right through that. Uh, additionally, right. Um, when we work with Mike and his clients, I just send them a link directly to schedule with me on my calendar. So either way you can find the information you need and also reach out to us, uh, through our website and, um, happy to help you out and discuss, you know, both compliance as it relates to you and, you know, where you may be, where you need to go and also discuss what types of uh, solutions are out there. You know, one of the main questions we get is like software automation, you know, that's always a, a key question. So we can walk through all that with you and just help you ultimately figure out what the best next steps are for you, what solution will be best for you. Okay. Awesome. And I will include, like you mentioned, I'll include links to that in the, in the show notes. Should anyone need to, to reach out there? So Danny, I appreciate you coming on. This has been great. And like I said, I'm sure we'll see you again on a future episode. Thanks Mike. A couple last things before I go. One, don't forget to check out our Facebook group. Simply search in Facebook, Small Business Tax Secrets, and there's going to be a group there that you can join of small business owners just like you collaborating, asking questions, and working together on this idea of bookkeeping and taxes. And second, I'm extremely excited that we're going to be launching two new programs. To get on our wait list and be an early adapter in this, go to www.jetrotax.com forward slash launch. That's www.jetrotax.com forward slash launch. On there, you're going to be able to join our wait list and be the first to know when we launch these two programs. There's two programs that we're launching. One is the tax minimization program and the stress-free bookkeeping training program. 
These programs are going to be game changers for, for small business owners, and I'm extremely excited to be able to launch them for you. In them, there's going to be a library of do-it-yourself bookkeeping videos and content. On the tax uh, minimization program, we're going to have a library of tax strategies and implement, implementation guides that you can implement and fully vet out and push out these tax strategies yourself. We're going to be doing training. We're going to be teaching you how to do this. They're going to have implementation guides. There's also going to be options to ask a pro, unlimited access to our, access to our team, a private Facebook group for members to collaborate together, monthly group training, discounted on services and partner services and things like that. So these programs, I'm extremely excited to roll out. I want you to be a part of it. And if you join our waitlist, you'll be the first one to know when we launch them. Again, it's www.jetrotax.com forward slash launch. www.jetrotax.com forward slash launch to join our waitlist to these new programs that we're going to be launching. Thanks again, and we'll talk soon. This has been another episode of the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast from the team at Jetro. If you enjoy our weekly episodes, please leave a review on whatever platform you listen to us on and share with other business owners. If you have any questions or future topics you want to hear, email them to tax at jetrotax.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.